We're back in the saddle and ready to look at 2018 through a whole new lens. Quite literally. I'm seeing like a kid again and ready to hit the air. Welcome to episode 19 of Zone Zero. 000. It's been a long road, but I'm back in action and possibly better than ever thanks to the wonders of modern science and medicine. Since the end of 2017, I've been in a self-imposed exile from the podcast, spending January and part of February in the grip of near blindness caused by cataracts in both eyes. But those days are behind me. In February, my right eye received a new lens implant, and about a week ago, in March, I got my left eye done, and that artificial replacement lens has some reading power built into it, and so I don't even need reading glasses. Well, except for reading the small print on a pill bottle or for soldering electronic parts, perhaps, but I can live with that. All of that is to say, I have no excuses left for not putting my entire best effort into whatever I choose to pursue. And my favorite pursuit is amateur radio contesting, as you know. In addition to the obvious benefits of having restored vision, seeing like I was 20 years old again, I also had the benefit of four weeks or so off of work, doing very little but thinking and resting. I couldn't read emails properly, nor could I watch television. I couldn't binge-watch Netflix, though I did try, soaking up three seasons of My Favorite Martian on Amazon Prime, and listening to House of Cards on CNN. Wait, no, sorry, listening to CNN which was like House of Cards, while I rested. The break did wonders for my energy and my outlook, and I'm really looking forward to lots of interesting and practical projects around the shack over the next year. I want to thank everyone who sent me best wishes while I was waiting for the surgery. In particular, Brian, AF7MD in Oregon. Thank you so much for taking the time to write and letting me know your thoughts. I appreciate it a great deal, and it helped to push me through to get back at it. Now, I'm going to confide in you that while I wasn't able to see, I was still able to dabble in the occasional contest while I was awaiting my new vision. In fact, so far in 2018, I've competed in 12 contests already, which is quite something when you consider I literally could barely see characters on a computer screen, even if I zoomed in to 200%. In those 12 contests, I averaged 269 contacts per event. That's lower than the average of 310 contacts across 46 contests that I participated in through all of 2017, but it's still pretty respectable considering my limitations. All of this is a segue to an interesting phenomenon I've noticed in tracking my contest performance over the past 16 years, essentially across Solar Cycle 24 as we approach the beginning of Cycle 25. If you go to my contest scores webpage, and there's a link to that on the show notes for episode 19, you'll see the scores that I've recorded in every significant contest since 2002. As of this month, I've entered 861 contests, and there are links to my post-contest write-ups for almost every one of them. Again, you'll find links in the show notes for episode 19 on the Zone Zero podcast website at zone.va7st.ca. At the bottom of the scores page is a chart showing each year's total QSO count and the number of contests entered for that year. Curiously, the chart reveals that the highest annual QSO totals occurred in a twin peak, in 2012 and 2014, and that correlates very closely with the two peaks we saw in Solar Cycle 24's sunspot counts. 
Now, if I was a betting fella, I could use this past performance to project future performance. So, in 2017, I ended up making 16,700 contacts. Looking back over the previous solar cycle, I see that the closest equivalent performance was in 2006, with 16,000 contacts. I haven't substantially changed my contesting habits or antenna capabilities over those years. I still have a tri-band Yagi on a short tower and wire antennas for the low bands. With this historical comparison, I think I can reasonably predict that in 2018, I'll end up with a QSO total similar to the one after 2006, and that will be 2007, when I had 18,600 contacts, or a marginal improvement over the previous year. The big jump that I would expect to see is next year, in 2019, when I think we'll see a rise in the new solar cycle and a significant improvement in contest performance. Going from 2007 to 2008, for example, my performance rose from 18,600 Qs to 20,000 QSOs in 2008. That's all conjecture, of course, but I like to play with the historical performance to see how well it applies to current and future conditions. We're at the bottom of the cycle now, and should see things improving over the next couple of years. All of that good news doesn't take the sting out of current conditions, though. Simply put, things pretty much suck right now. Solar flux has been sitting at 68 for weeks, if not months, and there are zero sunspots. That's as low as things can go. Clearly, the high bands are virtually useless, that's 15 and 20 meters, and though the lower bands, that's uh, 40 meters on down, they still kick up some dust, but they don't make for riveting contest experiences the way a snappy 15 meter band does. If we take a look at March in review, the CQ Weird Prefix single sideband of her phone contest ran in early March, and conditions were about as poor as they can get, which is a familiar refrain these days. The following weekend, March 17th to 19th, we had the Bartig HF Ritty Contest. It's a worldwide event in which everyone works everyone, and I love that one. The trick is to find as many DXCC countries on each band, plus all the call areas of Japan, the United States, Canada, and Australia. This year, the bottom fell out of the bands, and I only managed to work five continents, and I did not hear Africa all weekend. And, to make things worse, I only worked one station from Japan across the entire weekend. So, band conditions are wreaking havoc on contest performance. But that's all going to change. By this fall, I hope we'll see things start to improve marginally, and by next year we should see a substantial improvement as solar conditions improve, sunspots return, and solar flux rises. Now I want to say a few words about yappy crybabies. I don't know about you, but I've noticed a new phenomenon lately. Short-tempered hams who are too quick to send email. Twice in the past week, I've received snotty emails from people during contests. Now, clearly these are not contesters, or they're otherwise novices who think they know a whole lot more about the world than the rest of us, and therefore are allowed to bandy about phrases like lid operation and intentional interference. One culprit this time around was a fellow named Alessandro Gromi, 5B4 Alpha Lima X-Ray, who emailed me during the Russian multimode contest this weekend to complain because I was working Japan on the same frequency he was on, which he only knew from the DX cluster reports. He could not hear me. He emailed me to accuse me of, quote, very poor operation, end quote, for not knowing he was on the same frequency, that was 14083 on 20 meters, while I was working Japan, pointed 90 degrees away from his bearing. Congratulations, Alessandro Grame. You're the leader in the most ridiculous complaint of the year contest so far. 
The prize will be a certificate reminding the world that 5B4ALX is the center of the universe and all things revolve around him. Congratulations. A close runner-up is Michael D. Vick, Kilo Zulu 5 Mike Victor of West Virginia. During the CQ WPX phone contest, he emailed me with the subject line, Intentional Interference. A frequency cop, KZ5MV, told me all about his net operation on 14300, again on 20 meters. Unfortunately, what he didn't acknowledge was that I transmitted on 14.299, aiming at Europe, not West Virginia, for about two minutes before a rather polite sheepdog came up and asked me to move, so I wouldn't bother the net operation on 14300. Now, I couldn't hear the net operation, but I moved immediately upon being asked. Later, the, quote, intentional interference, end quote, email arrived in my inbox. So, Michael D. Vick, KZ5MV, you win the Certificate of Appreciation in the Unnecessarily Snotty Email category. Congratulations to you, too. Now, thinking of spring, we're seeing daytime temperatures well above freezing here in southern British Columbia, and full-on spring is just around the corner. I've been thinking of antenna projects for when the warm weather arrives, and my first project will be to replace the floppy old inverted L antenna for 160 meters. I plan to use the drone that my wife bought me for Christmas to haul up a fishing line to drape over an 80-foot-tall elm tree that's on one side of the backyard. I figure that will give me about 70 feet of vertical, and the remainder of the 135 or 140 feet of wire will just be laying over the top of the tree and tied off at the far end with a rope. I'll give it a try on the first calm day once the dandelions come back this spring, and I'll report back. One thing's for certain, Boomer, the ham radio border collie, is going to love being back out there on the squirrel patrol. All winter long, he's been bounding around the backyard looking for them up in the trees. They'll be back to taunt him as soon as the sun warms things. There's always good entertainment in that backyard, and I'm looking forward to it all. Welcome back, springtime. That's it for episode 19 of Zone Zero. Now, let's go get them. I'll see you out there.